What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Simon from the band Raptors over Zoom video. Simon was born in West Wales, and he lived there for a while, ended up moving to the middle of Wales, still kind of in the sticks, as he says. He moved away from there when he was 16 to go to school. He became fascinated with music around 15, 16 years old, played in different bands growing up, different variations of what became Raptors, and this band started in 2018. He talked about this major tour that they got on before they had any music released putting out their first EP, having the pandemic hit, having one song kind of in the bag ready to go at any point and they released it, that song ends up drawing the attention of Metal Blade Records who eventually signed them like via Zoom. Simon talks to us about the new record they have coming out, the process of putting that record together and the process of getting signed to Metal Blade during a pandemic and all about the new record called Living Without Death's Permission. You can watch our interview with Simon on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be awesome if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Raptors. Hey, hey. Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, not too bad. How you doing, my man? I'm doing, I'm, doing, I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you doing this. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. Sure. Um, I'm Adam, and this is about you and your journey in music, and we'll talk about the new Raptors record. Fantastic. Sounds great, Adam. Cool, cool. Hey. Um, I... So first off, I guess, talk to me about where you're born and raised. Sweet. So I was born in, in the, out in the sticks in Wales. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, it's southwest Wales. So, I, yeah, I grew up on the coast um, in, in the far reaches. So um, not too far away, but about three and a half hours away from where we are now. Okay. Uh, are you in the, you're, so you're in the UK right now? Yes. Oh my! What time is it? Like three a.m. or something? No, no. We're we're only on eight eight p.m. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure how much different it is. <laughs> Some would say it's happy hour, but I'm yeah, on the There you go. Okay, so you're only about eight hours ahead of me. Um, well, what was it like growing up there? West? You said West Wales. West Wales. Yeah. So it. It is, it's a, it is a haven, really. It's really, really nice. I actually only spent three years of my life there okay. uh, before, before my family have moved around so, so much. Um, but it is, they've actually gone back there now. So that's where like my parents and stuff are. Um, but it, it, it's really, really nice, but it's so quiet. It's, it's picturesque. It's beautiful. It, there's a lot, a lot of nice beaches that are completely deserted. It's kind of like an untapped uh, secret haven that no, just no one, no one in England even knows where it is. Like, really? It, you would think that it, if it's it, on the coast that people would be all over it. Yeah, the thing is, like, everyone in England knows Cornwall, uh, which is oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. west of England. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, people just don't go across because it's so out of the way and it's so the roads and stuff to go there. are this, it's, There's no, like, motorways or anything. It's it's really, really un, unreachable. Um, so it has that going for it. It's, it's really, really beautiful and, and, like, picturesque. And if mm-hmm. you want to escape, then it's really nice. But like growing up there and trying to find careers, uh, like my yeah. parents and whatnot, there's just there's sure. just there's nothing there. It's it's so rural. Um, so so they moved um, when I was quite young. Okay. To to more of the sticks in Mid Wales. So it was. Oh really? So you just moved from this one one uh, rural rural area to another? Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of cra- crazy. My my mum was a teacher. At the time, my dad was a carpenter, um, but um, they, they, they've kind of scaled up their, their careers. But um, 
they, yeah, they just wanted a change of scenery and they they went into to the middle of Wales, which is where I spent um, sort of my time from when I was about three to about 16. Oh, okay. Uh, and that that also was uh, limiting. So I kind of, um, I got quite fed up uh, at an early age and I left home as soon as I could and, and start, started my, uh, started traveling around a little bit. Okay. And, um, and you, so you yeah, ended, I ended up, up where you are now. Uh yeah, yeah. I've um so yeah, I studied studied for 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 a couple of years down in Plymouth and then we um and, you know, like in, in another band that I was in um at the time we moved to Bristol because Bristol has always had a really good music scene. Mm-hmm. Um it has um got yeah, notorious bands like Massive Attack and mm. like so, some big bands to come out of here so we, we really wanted to um to to come come here it was either here or london and london is just so so expensive uh that we could literally couldn't afford to live in london so we, we moved sure. to bristol oh and, that's cool which was yeah it's it's really like the music scene that brought us here and then um and then yeah this this is kind of where where raptors kind of came in soon after that Okay. Well, re- well, to rewind real quick here, if you don't mind. Well, how did you uh, originally get into music? So that was that was in in uh, in high school, um, mm-hmm. where uh, there was not a lot to do. I, I like it's it's hard to explain without um, without like showing you how how in the middle of nowhere this this <laughs> okay. was. It, it, the the population was probably probably around like only a couple thousand it wow. was you know, it's re- really really small um and so it was there was not a lot to do um mm-hmm. and then we get into the to teen years it was like you get get wasted <laughs> or you get into the arts or for the for the for the first sort of time before i discovered alcohol i just, just used to literally just go running and, uh, and this is what I spent my time doing because I just had so much energy. Still do, but I, I, I just got to run. <laughs> I just literally run, running around a field. Uh, so yeah, it'd be like there goes the running guy again, like very <laughs> Forrest Gump. But it's, oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah, then, then I started uh, finding the arts probably when I was like thirteen, fourteen, and I started enjoying doing art. Um, went to my first show around then so I was about 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. um traveled miles and miles to to our nearest kind of venue and actually was lucky enough to see uh Incubus Uh, really yeah so we went to see the like Cardiff Arena was about two two and a half three hours away but like we had we had a group of like older friends who could drive and and they they took us down and um got to see it yeah good um good show at quite a young age and yeah uh, what like was were they pretty big at the time when you saw them or that was probably around the crow left the murder album okay yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah they had success on that second after that second record right okay so yeah they were a good size and um yeah so that was it was like overwhelming uh to go from like tiny little town and i hadn't even seen a local gig before and went straight into that and it was just like more people than your whole town (laughs) literally literally (laughs) into the arena it's literally that that was the case and uh so that seeing brandon boyd doing his thing was just kind of mind-blowing and i was like i can get 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 involved in that so Mm -hmm. uh Start, started doing little uh, like jam bands in 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 middle like middle of high school uh, as like, just the singer or did you play guitar or anything at that point i tried to play guitar okay and <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i i i my mum had an acoustic guitar i had a 12 string which i've still got just over here um, oh cool uh, which is was a hand me down so like generations so i've i've kept that one safe here That's good. But um, that's where I kind of, yeah I started kind of having to play, but I was I was just a loud guy with the energy, so uh, 
probably not the most tuneful back then, but um, I, I gave, gave it a good shot at, at singing. And um, yeah, we just kind of stayed, stayed behind after school. We had one teacher that we really got on with and they just gave us the keys and like left us uh, to our own devices. In, That's in awesome. Room, which was really, really cool. She, she was great. She was really cool. I've still, still got her on Facebook as well, which is really nice. That's amazing. She probably I, sees now that like, you know, you're doing this and you know, you're you have success at it. That's probably really cool for her. Yeah, she like I remember when I let him go play like jam in the room just for you know yeah. after school. Yeah, literally, like I can remember that noise, that racket, <laughs> right, right, to like keep us away from uh, getting into any trouble. Really, but it was uh, yeah, she was really sweet, and um, yeah, they that 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 was where it kind of began, and we yeah started started jamming, started doing some like local shows, and. Um, yeah, kind of just carried on doing that for years, well, many, many years to, mm-hmm. to day, really. And were you like, that was a band you had in high school, but like, were you, you said you moved around quite a bit right after, were you going to school for music? You, you said you, went, you ended up going to school for a bit and then also just moved around quite a bit. Were you pursuing yeah. this the whole time? Yeah, like basically it was always there on the side. So I'd, I'd, um, I did the, um, yeah, mo- moved around a little bit and ended up going to university um, to study film, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so never, I've never actually studied music. I've never had any form of musical training or an- anything like that. It's always been a passion um but yeah i've always been studying other things like was studying psychology in, in in college and then uh gave that up and wanted to do media and, mm-hmm. and arts and pursue those arts and was all constantly doing music on the side and it, it just got to a point where the music was taken over like i was uh I was paying way more attention to music than any of the studies <laughs> I was doing. Uh, everyone kind of asked, like, why didn't you just study music? And I was like, nah, nah, like never wanted you to. You might have not loved it, in me, you know what I mean? This is the thing, like, when when it got to basically everything that I ever really, really loved and really put, like, stuff into when uh, it became that kind of forced side, it, like, I loved reading in in school um on on the side but as soon as someone was like you have to read this i all of a sudden was like yeah. it's like like the the like the psychology and and like do even running like i became like i i running as as a as a younger kid and and, and through like 13 and 14 i was running around the field but i actually got um i ended up in the national team for um for athletic like- Wow, like cross country or track or something uh, like that. Sprinting. So oh, sprinting! Wow. Yeah, it's those 100 and 200 meters, um, and I became like obsessive. Everything I do, I, I go in full for it, and yeah, I ended up doing 100 and 200 meters for for the country, um, and now I was still only like 15, 16 at that point, and um, wow. So I was doing that, and then all of a sudden, that something clicked in my brain there, where that it lost the the fun, it lost the joy because I had people just I was training five six times a day, and then um, uh, five six times a week, even. week, yeah, yeah, um, and then and then like performing at the weekend at, at um, Grand Prix and um, all at the um, all, all these national events, and yeah, the 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 fun kind of got sucked out of it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I, di- I didn't want to do that with music. I didn't, I like music was the lifeblood through all of it. I've always, always loved music, always had a um, keen, keen ear for it and really loved like the theatrics and really just enjoyed it on the side. It was kind of my escape. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as it happens, <laughs> it, it, the, the scale kind of flipped uh, mm-hmm. as, as it moved on. So then did you move uh, to Bristol with this band or, uh, or were you, why, why did you choose there? Just, I mean, you said it was a music city, right? So like, did yeah. you move there with another band or did you move there to join a band or just move there with the intent that hey, I could probably do music here because it's a thing. It, it was with another band. Uh, okay. 
So, so we had, we were living in South West England in a place called Plymouth. Okay. Uh, oh, that's where you said you went to school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we were doing like reasonably well on that circuit, but there was just no- nothing much there at the time. As it happens, it's actually come up the scene down there. It's really cool now. Um, but at the time it was, um, it was just nothing really going on. Um, so we all collectively decided to, to move to Bristol to, mm-hmm. to kind of get involved in that scene. Um, but it was soon after that, that actually that the project ended up breaking down anyway. Our, our drummer got snapped up into a sign band and it just uh, all, it all went pear shaped and we sure. were very, very bitter about it. But, um, we kind of all kind of separated um, into into kind of different projects and some people just stopped doing it um and from that um that is where i actually met ian um who is now the guitarist in raptors okay so, so you we, met him in that band or you just met him after the band disbanded right, right after me and and the guitarist from the old band um we we wanted to continue working together and we were like let's get another guitarist involved and ian was actually in another project so he had he was looking for a singer and i was i was there with my like best friend at the time and we were like well we come as a package (laughs) (laughs) coming along as well and so yeah (laughs) so we started uh started a band together and I've, yeah, I've been working with Ian since, since that. So then that band you guys had then again, fizzled out or something. And then rappers started after that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so it, what year do you start this band? So this, this band started in 2018. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, still, still relatively, relatively young. Cause considering two years of that was in lockdown. Right, I know exactly. That's what's crazy to think. You're like, well, like, I, we started the band five years ago, but we've only really had like less than three to do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's, it was in, it was insane as well because yeah, we we'd all had different projects. The the band um, Raptors, um, we all knew each other from this scene. It sounds very incestuous. Bristol is quite a big place, but we were all just. <laughs> Well, that kind of what happens, right? I mean, if if you're hanging out with people in the same genre or, you know, people are going to the same shows. I mean, I see that you see that happen all the time, no matter what city you're in. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, the the Matt Matt and Harley, who are in the band, they um, they were in university together and they they started a band as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they went, they went to a, a music institution and so they were kind of doing function bands and stuff together. Um, so those two knew each other, but were in separate bands. Um, Sam had been in another band with Harley as well. Uh, me and Ian were still, we then became the, the twosome uh, that were uh, joined at the hip. And we we could see that the the project that we were in was kind of dying down, and we had all, yeah, been in support bands or we'd gone out on tour with any number of the other guys. Mm-hmm. And decided if their stuff was kind of going south, um, why why not start writing some tunes together and see what happens? And we had a good feeling because we just all hung out and went drinking and. Um, just as casual mates anyway. Mm-hmm. That's that's half the battle. Right, right. Finding four or five people that you can actually get along with for <laughs> a week straight or something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's once you've got like the the same sense of humor or like the same kind of some sort of crossover with musical taste and a similar kind of um work ethic i think work ethic is a a huge one because we've had bands where and all in so many projects where it would be like two people like are absolutely gunning for it and they they want to make this like mm-hmm. their, their life goal and the other guys are just like they like music but it's kind of like a side thing or right they, they, if there's a gig they'll go to it it's that that kind of like 
And I do believe that even if there's one person like that where they're not pulling their weight or everyone's not steering the ship, everyone's not rowing at the same time, then it's just some, something's going to go wrong eventually. No, so I, for sure. And I think that's why it kind of gets incestuous, as you said, because the, there's all these bands happening that are breaking up for various reasons, but maybe I would, I would guess a lot of it has to do with not, not work ethic, but like the priority of the project versus other things in their life. I mean, if you're in a band and three guys are going to college and one guy just got married or, you know, one guy's pursuing a career in like economics or finance. And then it's like, well, if he lands a job making money, he's probably not going to put this first. Whereas our band, this band and that band, there's, you know, a couple people from each one of these that this is it. This is all they have their, their sights set on. And well, let's all get together. And if you gel, obviously, but like, I mean, I can see how that all happens. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And yeah, there's never any kind of bitter feeling towards it. It's just um, when it's when you're in it in it for life, and you're in it with with that goal. Then yeah, you need you need counterparts. You need uh, you need everyone in the in the same engine to be running at the same mm-hmm. speed. And um, yeah, it it took a lot of iterations, but um, it was yeah, it's, it 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 just clicked and it was it just a good feeling once it all came together mm-hmm. that's amazing and so the the band gets together in 2018 you put a record out in 2019 i believe right yes yeah okay. and with that album like was that writing process different than any other band you had been in before or um and and like yeah, yeah tell me about that i guess yeah, so I ask you a follow-up question to the same question. <laughs> it it was it was yeah, it was a really good thing. It was just it was just an EP. So we um we basically in the first year we just focused straight on after about two months, we got straight on onto the road. We oh, were, really okay. So we you were, didn't sometimes it's the other way around. I was just curious because I mean the record came out in 2019. So right away you were like, okay, we're together. We have some songs. Let's just start playing to the playing them out to everyone. Yeah, hundred like it was hundred percent, and okay. we wanted to hit hit the ground running. Um, and we we wanted to kind of hold back on a full release until we kind of had um, some like proper PR interest. And we again, we had made so many mistakes. We made them all uh, in these previous projects with rushing. Um, uh releases and and going to the studio too quick and like ch- like churning stuff out and it kind of falling on deaf ears and it was like more disheartening that way so we were like let's build a core following let's see what we really are about let's find uh i think that's where we found our sound if mm-hmm. one for a better term like we we wanted to to see what Raptors was all about. So we, we wrote a handful of songs. I think we, we were still doing like a cover and we had about five songs and like a cover and we were just mm-hmm. like, anyone's, anyone's about take us on tour. And um, we lucked out massively with some really good friends of ours uh, that we, we had known from other projects. Um, and unfortunately they were coming to the end of um, their their road um, mm-hmm. and they were doing a farewell tour and we had obviously just started and they were like, well, passing the torch, so to speak. They were like, well, you can come on tour and open for us. Every wow. Night. Um, and yeah, you can come out and see. And honestly, it was, it was such a huge um, mark respect for, for those guys to do that because some of those people that we met on those first shows um are still like massive fans now and it, it was a really cool um cool cool moment and our first ever gig was not even in this country like we played we played in in scotland uh in, in our first show so oh wow just that it was yeah really kind of bizarre and not not the not the norm to do it we hadn't played a hometown show we hadn't done anything like that we went straight to glasgow 
played a show and all of these rooms were like packed to come and say bye to to uh this band called speaking in shadows and uh we uh yeah we got to do like a full it was like pretty much two week tour straight straight off the bat that's uh, huge yeah just with this uh just with this handful of songs um but, but you didn't have anything recorded so at that point when you get back now you have all these probably people that are like oh hey like i saw you in glasgow i saw you in wherever and like now you can be like oh yeah here's our record or here's yeah. our ep that was that was the, the full the full intent of the first year was just yeah get ourselves sorted really align with what we're what we're going for hit the road get as many shows under the belt as we can mainly just opening up we were, we were happy to go on whatever time uh whatever stage and, mm-hmm. and 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 meet some new people and um and then kind of then yeah get get that following really road test the songs as well like we found such because we we always claim and uh, our biggest kind of uh, motto to ourselves is that we're a live band first and foremost and um and everything else is kind of secondary mm-hmm. uh, as such um like we love every ounce of the the, the whole process but live we we are a live band and through that road testing process we'd written these songs and before we went into the studio we completely changed them like we took the essence of the song took it on the road and we were like okay well this bit pops live let's let's like get to that point sooner or this song might drag a little can't like can we chop like this middle eight section completely out it it, it was like a, a road testing sort of experience for the songwriting which was another kind of new aspect that we did and mm. it, it worked really well. Well, I like to think so anyway. <laughs> sure. No. Yeah. And then came so na- out stronger for it. And then you're back. I mean, yeah, the, you released this record then. And then how long did you have, like what, what month did you put it on 2019? I'm just curious. Cause then obviously the pandemic happens with like a year, less than a year, I would imagine after that. Yes. So what we did, we put it out. It was a start of the summer. Mm-hmm. It was like April. Um, it was May. It was May. Independently. Was- you guys put it out independently? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're now on Metal Blade. I want to talk to you about that because that's awesome. But okay, uh, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. So you independently put yeah, out this so, first record. So we, we yeah, we, we decided um, to, 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 to put it out. Uh, we had this... Um, like core following we hadn't done like an actual lot of pr uh, we were kind of saving ourselves for that um but we had made some contacts um along the way and mm-hmm. we were it was all diy it was all self done um along with our manager um and we we put we put that out in yeah the start of the summer in 2019 and then toured like crazy over that summer like it was non-stop from uh from like march until like october and then wow. it was just it was just constant it was never really any respite um and we were all working as well which was just the mad thing like we all we all had to like continue working day jobs or working uh self-employed um, right while while doing this and just constantly constantly touring and get getting like a really good momentum up through festival season where we played a lot of um like the, the smaller kind of festivals smaller and mid kind of size festivals um and then we went back into the studio then in in october because we'd written like on the road as we were saying like um and road tested a couple new songs and so we recorded in October, then carried on through the winter, uh, all the way through Christmas to to January, and then we released one single in January, and then did our final tour before lockdown <laughs> came, and the world stopped. Sure. Uh, oh my gosh! And then all so that it, momentum that you had built is like, ah, it, it was it was mad, man. It felt like hitting a wall. It was just like. It, it was going right up until and we had stuff booked in 
Um, and we it was really, really kind of hitting stride. And yeah, we were just constantly on the road and the shows were like insane. And then we stopped. But we had one bullet still left in the chamber. <laughs> and uh, we, we had one single that, again, we had um, recorded uh, in, in the October before, kind of while we were touring. And we put that out um a couple weeks into lockdown because mm-hmm. we were like we we genuinely thought this was <laughs> it was going to be like two uh, weeks <laughs> three weeks and then uh, we'll get back out and tour the single sure but we we put it out and it that that single absolutely went off yeah are uh, you talking about you me and the devil makes three that's the one yeah um so that that is what yeah kind of then started turning turning a few more heads and i don't know if it it was like lockdown related but it just seemed that a lot of people were seemed to be online a lot more mm-hmm. um so it, it got a whole lot of attention and it spread a lot lot quicker than anything that had before um so and and that that song song is the reason we got picked up by metal blade in the end which is really so then they reach out to you like hey like what do you yeah what do you guys got going on like you know this song is doing i mean it has nearly a million plays on spotify yes yeah so it's um yeah it as as the 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 story goes i believe it was um chris santos who uh owns um and runs um black line media and he and his team picked it up while um, apparently having a late night session. Apparently that's what he does when he's at home. He has a couple of drinks and uh, relaxes and finds new music. And apparently he came across that and mentioned that to, to the Metal Blade team. And uh, yeah, it went from there. That's Which crazy. Was, what a dream come true, I would imagine. Oh, 100%. It was it was so, so surreal as well because it was nothing like how we could have possibly pictured the, the story going. Because right. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a kid and like when starting up bands, it would, I always imagined it would be like at a live show that you'd get like an A&R guy come in and be like, hey, <laughs> yeah right exactly it's like with a scroll and just like you're gonna be a star Simon, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but as it happened it was like we were all stuck in this house and we were like it, everything the whole world felt completely surreal and and we had the the zoom calls where we were uh, going through everything with with the team and 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 sorting everything out and it was over months and months of discussions and it just it was just like oh this so this is how this is going down it was like so bizarre because they 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 even said normally they would they would have just like yeah they they liked our stuff they probably would come to a show and it would happen over uh a, a drink and like a some sort of more more ceremonious yeah right right that it'd be more of a, a bigger deal than hey <laughs> so we're, we're on the computer on the other end of this world like what's going on do you guys want to sign the deal <laughs> yeah it was it was so bizarre and it was, we were like waiting at any point for it to just be like this this is is this really happening like because like i i don't know if you felt felt it i'm sure you did at certain times just like it felt like suspended reality it during during the lockdown it was just like like groundhog day like mm-hmm. is like what what is this like days were blurring into each other and well it's uh, like is this like uh, uh, so many times i was like this has got to be not like this is, has to be fake like this has got to be some sort of joke like just yeah. having the like just playing the tape forward thinking like in 10 years, we're still going to be talking about the masks and the this and the, this. and it's like, this is something that's never going to go away. Like it's just, I'm not, it, I guess not the mask specifically, but like this but, virus will always be, it'll be like, Oh, blah, blah, blah has strep throat today. You know, it's like going to be the same thing, which is yeah. so crazy to think. Yeah. And, and the, the, the kind of the thing that um does kind of 
some sort of comfort in it is that like everybody, everybody in the whole world has gone through it the same. Like it's, it's so nice. just kind of like unifying that everyone can talk about how crazy this experience was and like how um yeah really like suspended in in some sort of parallel reality how it felt like everyone has said the same thing everyone i've spoken to since i've spoken to people across the world and they're all like this is this is absolutely insane it is so insane i mean during that's kind of when this podcast i'm doing like really started to 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 do something i was on terrestrial radio in, in california forever for 17 years and then like this is like oh now no one's doing anything like hey like i already had this going for a bit but it was never done this way and then yeah. it was like oh like this zoo thing is like catching on to everyone and then it was like oh hey like let's do an interview over this well i'm sitting in my house doing nothing because we can't leave for whatever and then now it's like you're talking i'm talking to people in uh, you know the netherlands in australia in in the uk in new york city or wherever it had to be canada it's like everyone is dealing with the same thing and everyone has a similar story of you know where they were when the thing happened what how that affected them what you know it's and it's all just it's so crazy like it, it's like are we living in some like simulation <laughs> like what is happening <laughs> that, that is genuinely how it, how it was and there's certain days like especially with sleep deprivation because i was just like well i didn't need to go to bed i'm right got nothing was, going on <laughs> nowhere to be stay up and and like when when the writing process was happening i was up for like days on end like i i, I think probably it was like three to nearly four days up with no sleep just putting things down and seeing what i could come up with because why not i was right. like i might as well see what my brain does when i when i get to this point do some testing yeah <laughs> if i stayed for four days what am i going to come up with <laughs> yeah it was, yeah it was like <laughs> what else am i going to do i'm never going to get another opportunity quite like that so i was like yeah let's but it didn't help the whole uh is this real? Is this a simulation thing? Because I, I was genuinely at some point going, this has got to be a hoax. Is it? Is everyone in on this? Is this right. me? It's like a show kind of stuff. Yeah, then it's, they're going to reveal like, you're just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, that funny? Like, what? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm, so you signed with Metal Blade based off of that song that got the conversation going and then it was, okay, hey, you know, the, the deal happens i guess were you did you have to present more music to them or like how did that work so basically what happened this all it was it was kind of freakishly like i know the, the the whole situation was really screwed up for for a lot of people but i feel bad saying it that but the the way the lockdowns were timed actually worked perfectly for us um we had we did have um so we had the we released that song during lockdown um in that time we refined the songs that because we were due another recording session because initially those first two songs that we had we were going to record another five um and then we were going to have another session to make the album anyway we were mm -hmm. going to do that regardless of if we were signed or if we were going to do it independently uh, or we were going to start like pitching stuff then. So we were on their radar from that song. Mm -hmm. uh, but then in that time where nothing, we, we hadn't put pen to paper, there was loads of stuff still to, still to do. Um, so we went and recorded as soon as lockdown, the first lockdown ended we went and recorded half the album. Oh, wow. Okay. So we had five songs um, in, in, this, in this little short time. And then we did the full pitch and spoke to, to the, the guys and the, the A&R guys. And it was at that point where it was like, okay, this, this is going to happen now. Um, uh, so it was between... Um, between like mid-summer and like October 
um, where Metal Blade got involved properly and we had the five songs that they were looking over. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point um, that we decided that, yeah, it was going to be a full album. And, and we ended up, because of, again, various lockdowns and <laughs> sure. everything stopped starting, we didn't actually get into the studio till early 2021 to, to then finish the album. Okay. And the and, record's coming out, what, in next month, I believe, right? June? Yeah, June 24th. Okay. Living Without Death's Permission? That is the one. I love it. One and only. Well, tell me about the the new one that I, the newest song that you've released in the video and everything is for Rock Bottom, right? That is right. Yeah. Rock Bottom is Stepping Stone, which was super, super fun in every, every element of that song and the video and everything was just super, super fun. Um, It was it was written again, like as as most of it was during the, the height of lockdown, and okay. where my head was beginning to spin. When sure, like it worked out kind of kind of perfectly because I think I was genuinely losing my mind dur- during lockdown, and all the songs and in their first iterations were so serious and they were so. Uh, dark. I was seeing like a lot of um, things that were making me super angry. And as I do with with songwriting, I tend to to write and write, get the get the song, and then I scrap it, and then I go go at it again. And I find that's kind of like how I refine my writing mm-hmm. is not being scared to just scrap whatever the first idea is, go at it again. And I did this with the whole album way more than I normally would because I had more time on my hands. Was it, well, that was it more time on your hands? And what about the pressure of Metal Blade? Like, had you signed the deal and were like, okay, they are, they are cool with these five. Like, does that add an extra pressure? That, I, I felt like, because we'd already, Rock Bottom was in the first half. So that oh, was okay. kind of pressureless. It was only pressure that we put on ourselves. Um, but the the second half, I don't I don't think so. Like I think maybe subconsciously there was like a um, some sort of like oh we've got to do the best. But like we approach everything in the same in the same manner. Um, mm-hmm. Each song that we ever write, the next one has to be the it has to be better. Got it. Okay. That, that that is how we'll always always go about it. Um, whether it, if it's in the same style or, or completely different style, we've got to consider this song stronger than the last. Um, so the, the pressure, any pressure that comes, it was never from the, the idea of being on the label. Um, it was more that we put it on ourselves. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you had like, uh-oh, now this, like, are we going to screw this up? Like, I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how that would, how you could approach that in that sense, but. That's awesome that that didn't even run into your mind. Yeah, it, it really doesn't because we knew they liked our stuff and they liked it for what it was and mm-hmm. and who we are. Um, so we knew from that that help. Like, let's right. Keep, let's just keep doing what we're doing. doing yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, I think it could be it could be tragic if if you try and please or like try and do something that you think someone's gonna like. That's probably where a lot of downfall comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you've got to, you've got to do it for yourself, and it is a it's a roll of the dice, but it's um, it's the most rewarding thing when it mm-hmm. comes up. For um, sure, yeah. It's it's and it's got it's got to be yeah entirely you, and I think that's why the uh, the album sounds like it's having an identity crisis because <laughs> we were we were all going through so much that we were like it's it's got to be what we're going through, we need it to be human. We need it to be what we're feeling in this moment right Mm -hmm. now, regardless of how that comes out, whether it's going to be um, super angry and super heavy, or if we're dealing with grief, we'll paint that a different picture that way. Um, And as as it came to with, uh, with certain songs, rock bottom is a stepping stone being one of them. Mm -hmm. Demons of my headphones being another one where the 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 humor element came into it and that was from 
me winding myself up. Um, okay. like my own worst enemy. And I was going around in circles and circles. And I was like, oh, this, this particular thing that I'll, I'll tell you what the song is fully about in a second. But mm-hmm. it was it, this thing that was driving me insane. And then all of a sudden I kind of came out myself and was, was thinking, what the hell am I doing? I'm in a, in a small room getting angry and infuriated with myself. I was like, I've got to lighten up. And, and that's where like the sarcasm kind of came into it. And mm-hmm. uh, I really wanted to talk about it like a darker subject, but really kind of poke fun into it. And um, yeah, that's, that's how rock bottom came about during, during lockdown. And it was a decision to kind of, yeah, show a bit of actual personality. I'm not like an angry person all the time. I'd like to think I've got a <laughs> position than that. Right. Um, you so don't seem like an angry person at all. That's what's amazing. It's because I get to unleash it all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, yeah, it was it was something that drove me crazy. It was it was from from the states actually. It was. Um, it was something that I had seen going around on social media and it nice. drove me insane. Um, we, we, we have it in the UK as well, but it was a certain um, celebrity religious figure, should we say. And this, this guy was on a certain channel asking for money. And oh, okay. I know. Like, uh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Like yeah. evangelist or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you got it. And this guy said that he could blow away COVID through your, through the screen. So, like, donate the money and, like, come close to your screen and I'm going to blow COVID away. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like, this. So my immediate thing was like, this is hilarious. Like, this is crazy. But then I looked, I did a deep dive into this guy. And he's, like, multi, 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 multi-millionaire. Like he's got his own like private jet and runway in his house and like crazy amounts of money. And that got me thinking like, this is insane. Cause the people, <laughs> the people who are giving to this guy and to his channel and his program, they're, they're not going to be the richer people of the world. Like these are people who are like desperately wanting salvation and they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to buy their place in the afterlife. And I thought that is one of the darkest things ever. Like when I really, really go into it, I was like, that Mm -hmm. is horrible. That he's just there like, yeah, just give me more money. Give me more money. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like I I can just blow it away. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't really work, did it, dude? Maybe it works to the people that donate. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. That's it. See, that's what it. if you have donated, he could have blown right in through your TV screen. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. No vaccine needed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see that one, but I, I kind of figured that's what you were going with, like with with the yeah, the way you're describing it. But wow. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, so that's that's what kind of fueled the the song. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to just have to write a story about one of those people who is given to this person. And then all of a sudden has that realization of, oh, hang on, I've given literally everything away. Right. And yeah. Yeah. That that's where I kind of yeah found the farcical side of it and kind of had had a lot of fun with writing it. But at the same time, it was still infuriating to, to write, <laughs> knowing that it's really happening. It's just sure. crazy. But like for the video for that, then we were like, we, we have to recreate this. Like, yeah. like, like, so that was super, super fun to, to play dress up and uh, to get that. I was like, I can, I can see why they get into this. I was like, <laughs> this oh, I found it. You're like, like, I can find myself a new career. <laughs> I could do, do with a, a private jet. <laughs> oh, well, that's amazing. Uh, I love the songs you have out thus far. Um, the record coming out in a little over a month. Are you doing a support or touring it? Like, have you had a chance to do anything like that since? 2019 or whatever so it is it's opening back up now so mm-hmm. it's only now that that shows are like full capacity again so it's kind of, it's kind of working out good timing it was it was well calculated from the label to be fair because we were we were ready to go with it mm-hmm. for a long time but 
touring is so important and I feel like it would have um we have really kind of um not enjoyed sitting on it or like releasing it and then having to wait until until now to 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 fully tour so mm-hmm. it's nice that it's going to be coming out we're going to be doing uh, an album launch party in our hometown in Bristol and then yeah we're going to be hitting the road soon after that it's amazing all unannounced at the moment but okay any any uh any uh chance you're coming over here to the states that is it's definitely something we're working on and we've had some some people some really great people i can't mention yet but they've said that um some really cool tours that could happen but we need we need to get everything in in line and in place for that if it does come off it'll be dream dream stuff amazing well simon man thank you so much for for doing this i appreciate it man i know it's thank you man. evening at your house and you know you're taking time to hang with me i appreciate it i i love it man like uh yeah thank you for having me it's been awesome to chat cool Uh, i have one more question and then i'll let you go about your evening i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists uh 100 i think uh if if I could, I could talk for hours about this. But one one thing I would say is um, really kind of be true to yourself. I know that sounds um, a little bit like overly preachy, but it, it, in every aspect, um, it is really follow your gut instinct. Um, have have your eyes on on trends and whatnot. But if you don't fit in with it, don't don't do it. Completely follow, follow your own gut instinct and um and hit it hard <laughs>